Did Eve fall in love during a threesome? <laughs> if anyone could do it, it's Eve. You're like a chick. I mean, the guy cannot have unemotional sex. I didn't have sex. Whatever. You can't whack off without weeping. <laughs> Hello, yes. Welcome back, everybody, to Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah, the Entourage Podcast. I am your host, J.R. Hickey, coming to you from Hilton Head, South Carolina, this weekend. Took a long weekend, wanted to disconnect for a few days. Thank you to everybody who's been super patient and waited an extra two days for this week's episode. Haven't been near a computer, haven't been near a cell phone in about four or five days. There is a hurricane bearing down on the island, so I'm about to board an airplane. Hope everybody had a great Labor Day weekend. Hope everybody's staying safe out there with Hurricane Dorian bearing down on them. Great guest this week, comedian Ari Manis joined us. Ari is a regular at the Comedy Store in LA, the Laugh Factory in LA. He is Theo Vaughn's opener on the road. And he recently was part of our Bro Bible Comedy Night in Los Angeles. We had Going Deep with Chad and JT as our headliners, uh, as well as a whole slew of other special guests. Andrew Santino showed up and, and so did Ari. So... Had a great conversation. We talked about Strange Days, episode 7 of season 3 of Entourage. Not one of the more well-regarded episodes of the show. We still had some fun with it. This episode really goes off the rails. Ari tells a story about how he himself has had a threesome. We don't stick to the categories as religiously as some people may like, but that's what you get with Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah. Sometimes... We play it by the book, and other times we just kind of have a fun conversation about the show. We're back to our readily scheduled programming next week. On Monday, we will be talking about the release. For those who aren't following us on social, don't forget to follow at Oh Yeah Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Don't forget to listen to the Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah Music Spotify playlist. The link to listen to that is in the show notes for today's episode. And if you're enjoying what you're hearing, leave us a five-star review. Those five-star reviews are super important, as you know. I've gotten some really great ones recently, so keep those coming. I really appreciate it. So we'll be back on Monday. We'll be back every Monday breaking down a new episode of Entourage. We're trudging along here. We're a third of the way through the show. The desks keep getting better and better. Our visibility keeps getting bitter and bitter, so that's a good thing. Trust me, guys. Enjoy the rest of your short week, and enjoy this conversation I had with comedian Ari Manis. Okay, everyone, we are back. My guest this week is a Los Angeles comic who performs comedy all over the country, opening for comics like Theo Vaughn, Dan Soder, and Andrew Santino. If you are a SoCal resident, he regularly performs at the Comedy Store, the Ice House, and the Improv. Ari Manis, welcome to the Entourage Podcast. Thank you for having me, and I would like to make this clear because it was in your intro. I opened for Dan Soder one time, and I think it's on my bio that someone wrote. <laughs> so just in case anyone's like, I know Dan Soder, I barely know him. Okay. All right, cool. Dan and I actually performed together back in uh, Chicago way, way, way back in my early stand-up days. Um, really nice, really funny. Uh, great hopefully guy. I get to work with him again in the future. Yeah, everyone watch Billions. He's he's uh, one of the supporting I still have not members. watched that show. Oh, it's fantastic. Is it as good as Entourage? It is not as good as Entourage. It'll never be as good oh, as Entourage. I won't tell Dan you said that. I'm not going <laughs> to tell him. Your secret's safe with me. For first off, we always start off this podcast by asking our guest, you know, what was your experience with Entourage like, Ari? Were you like an early adopter? I remember it very clearly. I was not an early adopter. I think I came in at season two or season three. Uh-huh. And what happened was I was in this summer school class at a junior college in San Diego just getting ahead, catching up, whatever I was doing. And someone said to me, hey, your name's Ari, like Ari Entourage. (laughs) 
And I was like, I don't know what that is. And they're like, oh, it's a really good TV show. And that's Ari's a great character. He's really funny. And I'm like, all right, I'll check it out. And that's what happened. I checked it out and I was like, oh, this is awesome. And then I just binge watched everything and caught up. I've seen the movie. I've seen every episode. Perfect. So if that was season two, we're talking 2005. How funny is it that in 2005, that's how you heard about TV shows? You didn't read about them on Twitter. You didn't read about them on Vulture. Someone in a class just told you, hey, check that show out. And you went on that recommendation. Well, yeah, but it was mostly because there was a character with my name. Yeah. That's what got me. But yeah, it's true. I never used to look up. Now, before I watch anything, TV show, movies, I look up its IMDb rating. <laughs> if it has a low IMDb score, I don't watch it. Yeah, I don't blame you So times either. have definitely changed. I used to watch so much crap to get to the good stuff. Yeah. And now I'm picky and selective. And to this day, if someone were to say to me, like, you should watch the show... I usually am like, yeah, I'm not going to watch that show. <laughs> There's 90% of the people I engage with give me bad recommendations. So, But the advantage now is now we can look up trailers easily on the internet yep. and we can start from the beginning. Remember back in the day where you started shows from the <sighs> middle of the show? Yeah. Because you didn't know what was going on and you only had TV. <laughs> now I can start from the beginning till the end, binge watch it on Netflix. It's, I'd say it's better. It's I'm beautiful. Like, it's a beautiful yeah, the thing. the future is awesome. The present is awesome. <laughs> Well, we're not talking about the present. We're talking about the past. Let's talk about <laughs> episode seven of season three, Strange Days. Every week, I like to do a quick time capsule. This aired on Sunday, July 23rd, 2006. Wow. Okay. My, I was a junior in high school then. Yeah. I was um, I was a freshman in college. So yeah, we are, we're two years apart. Um, it's interesting, as I, I mentioned last week, this is the hardest part of every episode of Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah, is figuring out what happened that week. Because it's in the summertime. Nothing happens in the summertime when Entourage was on the air. Oh, dude. My junior year of high school summer, I kissed a girl for the first time. Whoa. That was my first kiss. And she gave me five blowjobs. Five blowjobs total that summer. So this was a good yeah. summer for Ari Manis. Yeah, I have a clear memory of this summer. <laughs> I, was, I was working. You may have been getting a blowjob this Sunday. I just got home. I went to a military high school. Uh -huh. I was home for the summer in San Diego, California, where I'm from. I was a tennis and surf camp, camp counselor. And I kissed one of the other camp counselors. Just getting blown at camp. And and then she gave me five blowjobs. Not at camp, though. These were just after camp. Gotcha. In my uh, bedroom upstairs in my parents' house. We would get drunk. We were we were minors drinking alcohol after camp. Oh, we would mix vodka and jamba juice and anything we can get our hands on. Get wasted and just, she'd suck my penis and stuff. And then you'd watch Entourage, probably. <laughs> and then she'd go home and I'd watch Entourage. <laughs> It's a great summer. <laughs> but honestly, like, I, you know, it brings a tear to my eye at how much I miss that I time period. I <laughs> might have not. I have yet to have a summer as good as that summer, yeah, I think. Same. That might be the best summer of my life. Same. Well, I got married last summer, so I should probably say that. So, <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you very much. Are you guys happy together? We are very happy together. She loves that I spend most evenings sitting in a, in a closet talking to strangers about Entourage. <laughs> it's really good for our marriage. Yeah, it sounds healthy. On this particular Sunday, July 23rd, that same day, Tiger Woods won the British Open for the third time. He finished two shots ahead of Chris DeMarco. He had won it two times before in 2005, the year before, and then in 2000. This would be the last time he would ever win the British Open in his career. Ari, are you a golf fan at all? You know, I'm not... I wouldn't say I follow it closely, but I obviously know who Tiger Woods is. I've seen him play at the Buick Invitational at Torrey Pines Golf Course mm -hmm. in San Diego several times. A big fan. I'm sorry to, you know, I'm sorry that his personal problems affected his game and that he went through a struggle. 
but you know he's still rich and probably lives a pretty good life i don't feel that bad for him you know i'm surprised he never made it onto entourage me too i bet you they offered it to him he probably just said no or something yeah phil mittelson made it on there twice i think so uh you know it's interesting he was probably above going on an hbo sitcom but wasn't above having sex with waitresses like (laughs) cheating on his beautiful model wife exactly let's talk real quick i do a i do a real quick summary of the plot of this week's episode that we're discussing so hang tight with me for a sec E is still sweating the fact that he woke up cuddling with Tori rather than Sloane during their threesome. To try and ease his conscience, he tracks down Tori at her hotel to apologize, but in doing so manages to creep her out even more. Ari's break from Terrence is nearly complete when he negotiates an $11 million severance package on a handshake. He quickly goes scouting for colossal office space and is spotted by former co-worker Adam Davies. During Sloane's charity event, while Sloane is busy auctioning off Vince to the highest bidder, Tori is suggesting another three-way with Eric with no rules this time. Queasy with nerves, Eric ends up fleeing the party. Adam Davies approaches Ari with an offer. He wants a partnership and a million-dollar contract at Ari's new agency, or he'll tell Terrence all about Ari's bid plans. Tori ends up crashing on Sloane's couch for one, for one more night, keeping Eric up until he gets the chance to talk to her one final time. She doesn't deny an attraction, but she suggests that Eric not let a girl like Sloane slip away. Ari, what was your favorite moment from this episode? Wow, uh, there were so many moments, but <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe when that old lady won Vince, and then he was making out with one of the cocktail servers in the yeah. room, in the coat closet. The movie star, the gorgeous Vincent Chase, Molly Burns. <laughs> Molly Burns. Here she is. Let her hear it. Come on up, Molly. Vince, ladies and gentlemen. Vincent Chase. Where the fuck is he? Vincent Chase at the podium. I wonder what he sold for. I wonder who I sold to. <laughs> He's here somewhere. We're gonna find he him. knows that they're announcing him too. He doesn't yep. care. Yeah. He doesn't go over there. I mean, if you're an A-list movie star, I don't think you really go where anyone tells you to go. I guess not. But if it's me, neurotic me, and they're not, and I hear them announcing my name, I would stop. I'd say, "Let's pick this up later." I would Mm -hmm. leave the hot girl in the closet, and I'd go get my old lady. Who? Yeah, she'll be there. She's working the whole night. Yeah, (laughs) she's not going anywhere. You're a movie star. She's not. So that was. She's on hourly. She's on the clock. But people are different. There are plenty of guys who wouldn't leave and would just stay making out with the babe. Yeah, good for them. Vinny Chase. So, uh. Love that moment. My favorite moment is just, it's kind of two bookended moments. Is Eric's really awkward hello and goodbye to Tori when the boys go and visit. When they stop by like, on their way to lunch. Hey. Hi, baby. How are you? Hello. Hello. Hi, guys. What's up? Hey. He literally is like a 12-year-old boy. He's like, hello, goodbye. It's just very funny to me. I mean, honestly, they make his care. How old is he supposed to be? Like a 30-year-old man, right? 30, yep. So it's like when you're 30 years old, you don't, I don't believe that anyone behaves that way. Yeah. So it was like, it was funny, but I'm like, okay, come on. Yeah. Give me a break here. Uh, every, like all of that, like all of his nerves about it, it was a little over the top. I completely agree. He's like in the bathroom at the charity event, like splashing water on his face. It's right. like, get it together, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah. It's like you're acting like you already cheated on your wife and she's about to find out. Yeah. It's not what happened. Yeah. And you just had a consensual threesome with your girlfriend and her. Like, well, 
it makes it it wasn't even a threesome though yeah that's true he just he just watched them hook up and then they all cuddled that's not a threesome <laughs> a threesome is having sex with two different women at the same time i know he didn't get to do that so yeah. actually i don't even think he was in like a just a three-way love cuddle sesh but not not a real threesome i think yeah Kind of a bummer. I want to move forward to bros being bros moments, these moments of like true male friendship that are displayed because there are a ton in this episode. Ari, do you have any you want to start with? Uh, the one that comes to mind, I kind of don't remember, but the one that comes to mind is when Drama was like, hey, can I hook up with her? <laughs> and he's like, what? She's not into you. And he's like, okay, well, can I do it? Yeah. And he's like, fine, Drama, do it. Me and a girl like Tori are wild kindred free spirits. I'd never want to go where you've been. Since you never actually got there, you mind if I try it on for size? You tried the other night, Drama. No luck. I'm with E. You got no shot, Drama. Look, I'm not going to debate whether or not I can get the girl. I'm only asking if E would care. I have a girlfriend. Well, then just say you don't care. You can't say it. I don't care. Sweet. <laughs> just as a line is just an absurd way to ask your buddy if you can do right. it. Right. Yeah, I mean, because that's a real thing amongst guys. You need to you need to check, right? Like, I don't know if I've ever been in that exact situation, but I've certainly had friends of mine ask me, hey, do you mind if I, like, talk to your ex-girlfriend or something like that? What'd you say? Depends on the situation, but uh, in most situ- circumstances, I've been like, no, I'd rather you uh, keep that poison out of your life. <laughs> I, yeah, I think I would probably say go ahead, but then secretly I would never be friends with that guy again. Yeah, I liked how, and I'm... I'm Going back to what I mentioned before, after the awkward, like, hello, goodbye at the charity event, he immediately turns to the guys, E, and he's like, she was cold, wasn't she? And they're all immediately like, yeah, dude, she was cold. Like, you're in the right here. They just, like, back him <laughs> up, like, kind of <laughs> undeniably. Yeah, that's true. And she wasn't even cold. She looked yeah. at him and smiled and waved. Yeah. She was, like, so sweet and nice. Well, I'm going to go back to the hotel and work on my tan, so I'll see you guys later. Goodbye. Bye. Peace. Goodbye, Eric. Later. Ooh, yeah. Jesus, and you thought you wanted to get in and out fast. She was cold, right? Cold. She ran from you like a chicken with a bad cough. What does that mean? It's an avian flu reference. Oh, good one. Um, and then one more bros being bros moment, Ari. It's after the boys are just busting Eric's balls about this whole thing. Like, oh my God, did E fall in love during a threesome? Like, we can't believe this. He would be that type of guy. Later, uh, E's upstairs, like, fixing his tie. And Vince walks in and he's like, come on, let's go. And E's like... Yo. Yo. Never mind. Come on, what's up? I can't stop thinking about Tori. Makes me sick. I feel guilty. Jesus. Really? I was just kidding. You're really into her? No, it's just that when we were doing our whole, you know, thing, I wanted her. Bad. So? More than I wanted Sloan. Oh. Yeah. E, you had a threesome. Any guy's gonna want what he's never had during that. I still want her. Well, you were this close to having her. It was a big tease. If you would have had it, it'd be over now. You think? Absolutely. And here's the good news. She's not into you. She thinks you're a stalker. <laughs> she was probably wanting the whole threesome thing just to get to Sloan. And she lives 3,000 miles away. So just get through the night and it's over. <sighs> Should be a good one. And Vince is, like, pretty level with him. Vince is like, come on, man. Like, you can do this one night. Just kind of man up. Good news. She's not into you. She lives on the other side of the country. Like, he kind of just, like, saw past all the bullshit there that uh, Drama and Turtle were making fun of him for. 
yeah. and just kind of level with them, which sometimes you need to do that. Like guys, and can that's be... kind of a pattern in this show. I feel like yeah, you know, there's the boys' night, and then Ian Vince have this other connection where they're real with each other. And all right, what do you think of uh, Vinny Chase as an actor? And that's not an Adrian Grenier question. That's a is Vin Vincent Chase a good actor yeah. in your opinion? And I hear a lot of people talking smack on him. But I always bought into it. Every time, from start to finish, I was like, this guy's a movie star. He's great. I bought into that whole world. I immersed myself in. And to this day, if I saw him, I would be starstruck. <laughs> I, I'm, almost, I'm honestly the same way. Like, we did an episode a couple of weeks ago called The Movies of Vincent Chase, where we went through his career. And he's a serviceable actor. Like, there's he yeah. does did a lot of, like, beef. But it's just, it's kind of the role of the movie star to be this kind of, like, slightly vapid, slightly clueless uh, person in the center of this entourage universe. So glad yeah, to hear you're Team Vince. Guy. Yeah, I'm Team Vince, and I'm sad to see that he hasn't done much since. Yeah, same. What was your least favorite moment from the episode, Ari? It might be one of your, your favorite moments. I just did I think I didn't like that E was just such a little pansy boy, like <laughs> such a little soft. Like, I get it. He's a good guy. Yeah. But it's like, you still got to make him a real guy. Yeah. And that whole episode, I'm thinking no one, act, no 30 year old man acts like this. And if they do, it goes away after a threesome. Yeah. I, I think I, I think I actually kind of agree with you. I, while I liked the awkward hello in Dubai, I thought it was funny. I didn't particularly love that they were making E out to be very overly sensitive because he's always the sensitive one in the group, but it's really ratcheted up. I really didn't like all the snuggle talk at the beginning. I, d- I don't think right. guys talk that way. Like, Vince even says it. Who snuggles in a threesome anyway? A question. Who uses the word snuggle? E and E. Men spoon. E. Women snuggle. It's like going to check on the girl to apologize. Yeah. It's just like, no no one's going to do that. Maybe it's it his Catholic guilt. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they explain it like, oh, he's just this good guy. But no one's that good, dude. And if they are that good, they're not friends with that crew. Yep. They have a different crew. They're just a nerd. Yeah, they did eaten alive by that crew. Yeah, they're virgins. <laughs> you know who's that good of a guy? Guys who don't fuck. <laughs> Entourage is an endlessly quotable show. Lots of great lines from this episode. What were some of your favorite ones this week? I don't think I remember any lines. It's all but good. You, ne- you had a few. The drama quote asking for his turn mm-hmm. with the girl. Um, Ar, you know, I think Ari Gold had a couple good lines to uh, to, to Terrence. Oh, to we'll, Terrence. Get, we'll get into that. I'm gonna save that one actually, but uh, yeah, totally. So I really liked um the moment when they're walking into the charity event, the boys and Turtles. It like, could be fun, Vince. Like that time you got auctioned off for the Feed the World event. Oh Jesus! Remember that Cuban guy who bought me and wanted me to come live with him in Havana? <laughs> guy never sent me those cigars he promised. I should call. Hey, ask me if he knows any good lefties for the Yanks bullpen while you're at it. Great mother. Of God. Just hilarious. Just like three or four nonsensical things about this event that apparently took place and no one gives a shit that like Vince was about to become a set slave of some guys in Cuba. (laughs) (laughs) It just, that's normal in Hollywood. I mean, living out here, probably every girl I've ever met has sold themselves for money at some point. If you live in LA in like the middle East, uh, even in LA, there's a lot of sugar babies here. I'd say 90% of female actresses and models in Los Angeles are also prostitutes. That's interesting. And it's funny, we'll, we'll we'll get to like, how would this episode be different? But I feel like that should be more part of the 
conversation in Entourage. It's like people well, it's kind offer... of people don't like to talk about it. Yeah, well, of course. It's even in Entourage because it's it's probably you know most of those girls in that show are prostitutes. It's always also like airing Hollywood's dirty laundry. But Dodd Ellen and you know the people who produce the show usually are pretty good about that. Um, but yeah, maybe yeah. don't out every woman as a prostitute. <laughs> Right. Yeah, there's just, it's a lot of it. I mean, who knows how many times Mark Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg got his penis sucked <laughs> from this show. It's like, I'd say 100 to 150 blowjobs. Mark, if you're listening, on come on the podcast. Let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on. Dispute what I have to say. I liked when Eric ran into uh, Seth Green. We can talk about the Seth Green cameo in a bit, but the I line... I say that's the only celebrity cameo in that yeah, episode, right? Unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. Well, there's actually a second one we'll get to in a oh, second, yeah. but I, I liked the wink and the nod of... Yeah, sorry about your show getting canceled. Oh, yeah. What are you going to do, man? Nobody believed the four guys in the 30s were going to live together. <laughs> it's, a, it's a reference of the, his show Four Tains, which got canceled, but it's just like a look right at the camera. is like, nobody's really believing this, are you? Like, which I liked. It was right. funny. Right. It was them insulting each other. Yeah. And then I and Adam Davies, there's a good line when he's like uh, haggling with Ari at the uh, silent auction. He goes, come on, Ari. We're all animals. We just go wherever there's the most food. He says it in just like that perfect, slimy, oily, like used car salesman Agency. way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they do. They show a good job of these agents and you kind of don't believe it. And then you move out here and there's definitely people that are like that. Yeah. This is a good episode, too, where you see, like, a good cast of characters. You see, like, Terrence, you see Adam Davies, you see Ari's wife. It's, it's, it hasn't been, it's been a while since, like, the whole crew has gotten together, essentially. I'll um, be honest. It, you know, it was interesting, because this is the first time going back and watching an old episode since I finished the show. Sure. Is I don't forgive Ari's wife for what she does later in the show. You mean leave him? So I was watching it. And and I hated her because I because of what she does in the last season. You just stand by your man Ari, don't you? I stand by the boys. Yeah, that's right. Bros before hoes, dude. Exactly. I mean, she in my mind, she's a betrayer. Her character is a betrayer. And when I went back and watched her, I just my immediately when I saw her, I'm just thinking, whore. <laughs> I mean, those last two seasons, there that plot is rough. Ari goes like on a date with like a really young girl. Ends up sleeping with Dana Gordon. We're going to get to all that when we eventually get there in 60 episodes or so. Right. But yeah, so part of me just remembered that. Gotcha. So when I was watching, going back and watching it, it was it was interesting. Did any uh, songs jump out at you from this episode? I forgot to pay attention for that, too. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, the music was good. Of course, the theme song is great. Yeah. But I can't remember a single song. No worries. I liked, um, there's a Mickey Avalon song, Jane Fonda. It plays when E goes and visits Tori at the pool. It was like in the hangover. It was like one yeah, of that's these. A great song. Yeah, it's one of these early mid two thousands like horrible white rapper songs. But it it took me back and and it still still made I me. I think feel. It, I think it's catchy. I yeah. like it. That's that's yeah. the point. Like if it's still catchy fifteen years later or thirteen years later, then I think that it, it makes the list. I mean, yeah, I'll say that too. I was watching that show. It holds up. Like there was not really anything. That I found dated in it. Yeah. Really, right? There was nothing there was nothing in it where I thought to myself, Well, no one does that anymore. Yeah, no, in terms of overall plot, there is nothing that was outdated this week. Sometimes we did some outdated plot points. We got a few outdated references though. Um Vinny in the car is like Well, besides the fact that the LA Times compared me to Terrell Owens, I'm doing great. You hear that, Ari? Yeah. The Eagles got rid of T O and look where they landed. 
Aquaman 2 is gonna make Speed 2 look like Citizen fucking Kane. All right, you tell Vince, we will bounce back. Oh yeah, and you know what's funny? Now Aquaman's a real movie. Yep, and the Eagles won a Super Bowl. <laughs> like, yeah. He, he spins it as like, Aquaman 2 is gonna suck and the Eagles, they, they never recovered. <laughs> Aquaman 2 is a real, is gonna for sure be made. Aquaman 1 made money, I'm pretty sure. Absolutely, oh yeah. Uh, Aquaman 1 made like, three quarters of a billion dollars they will be making aquamans for a long fucking time yeah but the aquaman looks nothing like vince <laughs> no no uh jason like momoa vince. from game of thrones yeah he's, uh, he's twice his size yeah he could eat Vinny chase so we talked about um celebrity cameos good and bad i think the best celebrity cameo and pretty much the only one is seth green what's your opinion yeah. of seth green in general i'm a fan yeah. uh, i love that early movie, Rollerblade movie, I used to watch on Disney. I oh forget what it was called. God. He played like a little brother from Minnesota, and Brink? I liked him in that. No, it wasn't Brink, but it was that same era. Oh shit! It I was. Look this uh, up now. <laughs> I forget, but he it was early Seth Green, That's and amazing. I liked him in that. It was him and uh, I, I want to say Jack Black was in the movie too. Wow. I'm having trouble accessing his IMDb. And the listeners love when I, I read through uh, after his IMDb's. It just makes a really compelling radio. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to find it now, too, though. Yeah. I'm kind of curious. Yeah. See. Seth, Seth Green. I'm going to look at it and see if I could even find it. It's probably so far back in his. Yeah. He has such. He has such. He has so many credits. He was a child actor. Yeah. I mean, I'm a. But I am a fan. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. It was called Airborne. 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 <laughs> did you ever see that? No, I never did. Airborne, dude. Yeah, I remember knowing him from that. That was like the earliest thing I saw him on. Then, of course, you know him and Austin Powers and Family Guy and all the things he's. Oh done. yeah, he's he was on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Slayer. He played Oz. He was an angel. He created and voice acted in the show uh, Adult Chicken. Yeah, he's, Robot Chicken. Yeah, it was great. I'm sorry. Yes, Robot Chicken. Thank you. Um, he's been in Hollywood since 1984. He's good friends with Kevin Connolly. That's why the whole like. Seth Green e like rivalry is great. They they probably concocted that on their own, or, or at least the writers did. And they are kind of similar looking when you see them together on that pool scene yep. fighting. You go, oh yeah, they would be rivals. They kind of are similar guys. Oh, I'm sure they were like in audition rooms throughout the 80s and 90s together, going for the same role. So that's probably why they became such good friends. I'll Sloan. She's good. You know Sloan? Yeah, I know Sloan. She's a great girl. Yeah. You guys doing all right? Yeah, good. I'll tell you, said I. You should. But so there is one more celebrity cameo. I don't know if she's considered a celebrity, but she plays herself. Terrence's wife, Melinda Clark, plays the actress Melinda Clark, who is this famous soap opera star. Okay, I guess I just didn't pick up on that because I don't watch soap operas. So I missed that. that well, you also didn't pick head. up on it because you don't host an entourage podcast where you have to fucking research every person. <laughs> yeah, but I bet you a lot of people watching, like older people were like, I know her, but exactly. I, I didn't. Yeah, I'm too young, I guess. She was in Days of Our Lives. Know. She played uh, Julie Cooper, the manipulative and cunning mother on The O.C. Did you ever watch The O.C.? No, heard of it though. Yeah, takes place not far from where you grew up. And then, um, yeah, yeah she's been in Natita. She's on the show Dallas. Like she's she's been in Hollywood, a, a soap star, TV actress for years. So I think that's the other celebrity cameo. I didn't love her, you know, giving Mrs. Ari a hard time. I'm assuming you did because you don't like Mrs. Ari. Uh, I don't like Mrs. Ari, but I'm being honest. I can't even remember. I she's already. Out of my brain. She I forgot can't remember the thing you're talking about. She's giving Mrs. Ari, like, she's looking at the ring that Mrs. Ari bought, and Mrs. Ari has to, like, 
Oh, is that the lady who she's like, it's it's made out of, uh, it's fake? Yep, exactly. Oh, God, I remember that. Yeah, I like that scene. That was funny when she was like, it's fake. And then she came back, I don't want to tell people it's fake. And he's like, you fucking idiot. You don't need to tell people that. It's exquisite. It's so unlike you. Well, I must compliment Ari. God, this must have cost a fortune. Well, actually, it's just a CZ. Oh. Don't tell anyone. No. What? I can't believe I had to tell that bitch this was a fake. You didn't have to do that. Well, I thought we were supposed to be keeping the money a secret. No, Terrence knows we have money. He gave it to me. How the fuck am I supposed to know you have me so confused? I don't like secrets. I don't like lying. Office space. You just can't say office space. She's, it just shows how stupid she is. <laughs> I've never heard this much anger towards her. I love it. Well, have you ever been cheated on? I have been cheated on. And you know what? Well, she doesn't cheat what? on him. She just leaves him, though. Same thing. It's pr- pretty much. She's a, she's a conniving whore. <laughs> Her character. The actress, I'm sure, is a lovely person. Absolutely. Perry Reeves, if you're listening, let's podcast. Um, so we, we kind of lost over it a little bit, but, you know, the the plot ages pretty damn well. Like, the, it's kind of centered around this live, you know, silent auction type thing, you know, threesome. Nothing really, like, stood out at me as, like, being exceptionally dated, I think one little thing, and this is just because I watched the show so closely, Ari, is um when E comes out and like confronts Tori like in the middle of the night as she's leaving for her flight. Go back to bed. I can't sleep. Take an Ambien. Not many people uh-huh. take Ambien anymore. <laughs> is that true? What do they take now? They What's smoke those? a heavy indica. Uh... <laughs> yeah, no, I disagree with you. I think... The casual sleeping medicine is a heavy marijuana, yep. but people who still need, there's still plenty of people who take sleeping pills. Yeah, I know. And I bet you Ambien is still one of one of the ones, one of the popular ones. So I'm going to disagree with you and say that was, that is not dated. Okay. We're getting contentious here on the Entourage podcast. <laughs> I, yeah, I res, you know, I respectfully disagree, but right. I think you're right. Plenty of people do just take a bong rip and then yep. pass out. hundred percent. Myself included. Um, oh yeah, little stoner boy. <laughs> well, I moved here from Chicago, so for you know five six years ago when I moved here, it was like a whole new world for me. So you grew up oh, in SoCal, right. so it's a little bit more. Um, yeah, it's true. I've, I mean, I sm- didn't start smoking weed a lot until I was eighteen, but yeah, yeah. kind of. I'm kind of burnt out on it. I still smoke it socially, yeah, but not that often. Every week, I like to just talk about continuity errors trivia type stuff uh there's one thing that adam davies says that doesn't really align guess what i found office space that says unless your wife's baby blanket biz went big time you are about to open the largest agency in town which is never anything that his wife ever did like mrs ari's never making baby blankets at any point so it seemed like threw it in there you just kind of threw it in there as like a did or something yeah, you're not sure. I remember that moment too. I wasn't. I was like, "Did she do?" I, I thought to myself, "Does she have a baby uh, blanket business, or was that just uh, a line saying unless your wife's rich?" Yep. Blah blah blah. So just sure. just a line. And then I want to talk because this is the first time I really noticed it, but then it kind of like resonated with me. The Budweiser integration that this show has. They are drinking out of okay. They're drinking Bud Selects, which is like a a, a lighter version of Bud Light that came out in the early two thousands. 
it had a massive effect on me because I saw the boys drinking Bud Selects and I immediately and went no, out and bought it. And you're it. like, no one drinks Bud Select. Oh, you're saying back in the day you watched, you went out and, and drank Bud Select because they did? Yeah, because I'm so pathetic and I like the show so much. That's hilarious. <laughs> well, there you go. I guess that kind of marketing actually works. Oh, 100%. But now watching it as a 31-year-old man, I'm just like... It's so bizarre. They drink Budweiser in every single scene on this show. The very first opening scene of the entire show when they're like at breakfast at Earth Cafe, they're just pounding Bud Heavies during lunchtime. And it's funny. They're like at this really nice kind of buttoned up black tie event. And there's Eric at the bar drinking a Budweiser. It's just... That is hilarious. I didn't notice, but that's so funny. Yeah, I wonder I wonder how much Budweiser paid Yeah, for that. I mean, they probably get paid per scene. Definitely. And there's and regularly you see in the show like actresses and supermodels drinking Budweiser. I just wish they would have included a scene or a plot where like Vince is awarded like a lifetime supply of Budweiser to explain it. I'm surprised they didn't. Because <laughs> it's ridiculous. I mean, obviously later on they do the Avion thing. It's a little bit more of like a business venture for Vince and Turtle. Yeah, once the Budweiser sponsorship dried up, they're like, all right, we can introduce our own alcohol. Exactly. Exactly. Every week, Ari, I do a Faces in the Crowd award. It's just like that person in the episode that you're like, where do I know them from? Two, I'm going to point out, the guy who's on stage, the auctioneer, name is Craig Anton, or Craig Anton. He is one of the original cast members of Mad TV. Oh, wow. Which was really cool. Yeah, didn't have a lot of speaking lines in this episode, but I recognize him from that. And, uh, you know, clutching a paycheck, good for him. I didn't I didn't notice that one. You know who I've seen before and I can't put a pin on where is uh, Tori, the threesome girl. Where have I seen her? Oh, yeah, that is, uh, that's Malin Ackerman. Malin Ackerman is a uh, Swedish actress. We talked about her last week when she was introduced. She was in the uh, Watchmen movie. She's- oh, that's where it is. Yeah, Watchmen. That was her first like breakout. She's hot. Yeah, she's hot. Girl. She's hot and she plays essentially what's a male fantasy. <laughs> this is like yeah. such a role written by a, a writer's room full of dudes, you know. Just the hot friend from the East Coast who comes in and just wants to sleep with your girlfriend and sleep with you. <laughs> yeah. Sounds uh incredible. I've had a threesome once. And you have? It was a lot like that. Yeah. What's like can you share any details? Were did, were there rules like No, it was it was my ex-girlfriend, and, and she told me that she had had a threesome with this one friend of hers once, mm-hmm. and then the three of us were hanging out, and I think we all knew that we all knew, and we just were drinking, and then before you knew it, we're getting down. Riding the tricycle. And it was great, but at the end, I think my girlfriend did start crying a little bit. <laughs> But she so, got, we got over it, and it was it was worth it. So 95% of it was great. <laughs> it, it was great until after. Yeah. So I was going to ask, was it awkward afterwards as it is for E and Tori and Sloan in this episode of Entourage? A little. We didn't all cuddle together. Okay. She went and slept on the couch. Yeah. Okay. Wow, man. First, I think you're probably the first guest that I've had on that's openly admitted to having a threesome. I don't know that. I was so, you know, it was one of those moments where I said, I can't believe that this has happened. It was the first time in my life where I felt successful. Yeah. And it hasn't happened since. It'll probably <laughs> never happen again. But a man could dream. That was your apex right there. It was. It's it actually. I wish it. Part of me wishes it never happened because now I really want it again. Yeah. You. I mean, you could still make it happen. Are you in a relationship now? No, I'm single. I mean, yeah, I could make it happen if I got prostitutes. But <laughs> yeah, technically, any guy with like a couple hundred bucks to make it happen. <laughs> yeah, a couple hundred bucks. That would be gross. Yeah. Threesome. Yeah. You're not getting a, a good 
a good girl for a couple hundred bucks. But you can still make it happen. (laughs) You can still technically, by technicality. I like maybe when next time I go to Tijuana, could make it happen. You're you're close enough down in a SoCal. Um, one more faces in the crowd. The uh the waitress, the cocktail waitress that Vince is like making out with in the uh in the closet. She sticks around for a few more episodes actually, but uh, that is model Cameron Richardson. Um, wow. she's been all over, been on the cover of women's health magazine, Cosmo, Mademoiselle. Most famously though, she was in one of the earliest advertising, one of the earliest ads for Carl's Jr. slash Hardee's where she's eating one of those giant Western style burgers while riding a mechanical bull to the tune of slow ride by fog hat. Remember those commercials from like early football, Super Bowl stuff. Yeah, no, I think I do remember. Um, that's interesting. And you know this because you looked at every single character's IMDb, <laughs> or how do you know this? <laughs> yes. That's okay. part of the part of the dig here. It's this is like an academic viewing of the show, which you're just a nerd. I'm just I'm kind of an entourage nerd. You know what I am? I'm an entourage fan. Kind of. You're de- you have an entourage podcast. You're definitely an entourage nerd. <laughs> yeah. Not uh, kind of. Hands up. Hands up one hundred percent. I also I missed the show. Here's what happened. All right, I missed the show. Are they making another movie or is it done? It's done. They're done. They're not. They're not. There's no. uh, Doug Allen has expressed zero interest and has said, "I'm never doing another." Doug Allen. Doug Allen's the creator and writer and uh, director. All right, what happened? And I'm not even trying to defend myself because I am an entourage nerd. um, Is I was going to rewatch the show in December and I thought this would make for a good podcast. And here we are. (laughs) And that thought has led to now the next two years of my life doing this. Wow, I love it. I know. All right, so moving on, we're almost done. Um, every week I give a six man award. Whoever like just showed up, made good use of their screen time, you know, with limited minutes. Do you? Di- who who would you give that award to this week? Uh, well, let's go down the list. There weren't that many, right? It was the uh, agent who he who gave him eleven million. Yep. The agent, the other agent who wants to get in the new company. Yep. It was Seth Green. Yep. That might be it, right? Are there any other male characters that kind of aren't normally in the show? Yeah, no, I mean, the Sits Man Award can be a female character as well. But uh, oh, yeah, the first character you mentioned, Terrence, his uh, ex-partner, his ex-boss. I'm going to give it to him. Terrence is a recognizable face, too. He's in Westworld, right? Or Malcolm McDowell, no. He, he's in... Um, he's in everything. He's the original actor from The Clockwork Orange. I know that. Wow. Yeah. He's a stage actor. All this good stuff. Uh, Terrence is my sits man award this week. He that scene with him and Ari is an incredible scene. Ari, you and I are both born negotiators, so let's keep the legal eagles out of this, shall we? Absolutely. Good. Now, in the interest of putting this whole sordid mess behind us, uh, I think you'll find this offer very generous. We've been here before. You know what? Save a tree. Say it out loud. I'm prepared to offer you. Four million dollars. Four. Okay, first let me counter by saying fuck you. You see, while you were off on your eight-year sabbatical, sailing, duck hunting, whatever the fuck it is you do, I took that agency from the mid-level shithole it was to the powerhouse it currently is, and I can prove it. I thought I had an ego. You want to go to court? Let's. I got nothing but time. Or have you forgot, I got a very rich wife who loves to spoil me. Let's get the fuck out of here. Wait. Ten million. Twelve million. Fine. Eleven it is. You got yourself a deal. I even like the scene where they're in the uh, 
the dinner thing. Yep. And Terrence goes, oh, buying already spending that money, Ari. And then, and then they say something, and he walks away. And he goes, "Fucking dickhead," or yep. something like that. <laughs> yep. What do you say? How are you, mate? Cheers, Ari. Prick. Yeah, fucking prick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great. What was your favorite Johnny drama moment from this episode, Ari? I think we discussed earlier when he was when he's like, "My turn with Tori." <laughs> yep. Just your classic uh, doofus who. Yep thinks he has a shot when he definitely doesn't have a wants shot. to move in on E's territory essentially well yeah but the funniest part is just like you e might as well have been like from the beginning yeah go ahead drama because mm-hmm. there's no way drama is going to succeed no shot in hell that yeah, no shot earlier in the episode drama says cold she ran away from you like a chicken with a bad cough Turtle goes, what does that mean? And Drama goes, it's an avian flu reference. And Turtle goes, oh, good one. <laughs> Just like <laughs> Turtle making, uh, Drama making these like off kilter references is always fucking hilarious as if everyone's supposed to know an avian flu reference. Yeah. It, well, or he just makes it up as yep. he goes. Who knows? He's such a and good you know, character in that way. He's what just so good about this show is uh, just watching four or five straight white guys, uh, <laughs> on a TV show again. It's like, they don't, you can't, there's no shows like that anymore. True. They do not make, they do not make TV shows with all straight white guys. And you know, it's good. It's good to see a little throwback to <laughs> the good old, the good old days. The, the good old, you know, 70 years of broadcast television before yeah. this. <laughs> but you're right. If Entourage aired today, there'd definitely there, there be, would be a, there would be a black guy in the, in the crew for sure. 100% probably an Asian guy, a mixed guy, maybe a girl, maybe a girl. Ari would probably. be, Ari would be gay. Ari would be gay. It's yeah. true. Yeah. I mean, there's, there definitely, you know, there's plenty of uh, diverse cameos in the show definitely. or whatever, reoccurring roles, but of the, the top build cast members are all straight white guys. Was your favorite Ari moment the uh, negotiation? Because that was definitely my favorite Ari moment. The negotiation was great. I loved when he, you know, he ducked behind the car with his wife. <gasps> oh my God, Ari, what the hell? I think that was Adam Davies. Who? It's that rat fuck that screwed me with Terrence last year. So what? So, is that rock fucking blinding you? If Terrence knows that I'm taking the big space, he'll know that I'm starting the big agency. So what's the difference if he knows? Oh my God, we don't have the money. We have an agreement, baby, it's all, listen, so he didn't see anything, it's all good. Don't worry about it. What the fuck was that? Where he's on the phone with E is always fun. His interactions yeah. were E, where they hate each other or love each other or whatever that is they they have. And, I loved him uh, giving his uh, lawyer shit, like way to earn your commission in there, Bear. After he did all the negotiating. Oh, that was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He walked out, did everything. That it's funny hilarious. because technically Ari is a lawyer. All these agents are lawyers. That's how you start as a uh, talent. No, that I, that's not true. Really? No, you do not have to be a lawyer to be an agent. I think it's helpful, and some, you know, probably a decent amount of them have it, but definitely not all of, all agents are lawyers. You start uh, the average agent starts in the mailroom after college uh-huh. and works their way up to be an assistant, then a coordinator, and then becomes an agent. Wow, yeah. you know more about the entertainment industry than I would. So good to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there are there are uh, they definitely know how to handle contracts and stuff like that. So that's they're not, yeah. That's why I always yeah. assumed they were they had law degrees, but yeah. It's helpful to have a law degree. My dad's a lawyer. Why didn't he become a talent agent? That would have been nice. Yeah, it's a lot of hours, a lot of a lot of bullshit. Last yeah. couple questions here, Ari, then I'll let you go. Uh, who besides Vince won this episode? Every week, Vince wins the episode. But who was who was the overall winner this week? What do you mean by that, win the episode? It doesn't really matter. It's it, All these questions are super abstract. They can win in terms of succeeding. They can win by being the funniest. They can win by... Just... I mean, Vince obviously... 
Uh, oh, who was who was the uh, that Vince replaced as the auction? Who was supposed to be auctioned off? I forget. Do you remember? Uh, Zach Braff. Zach Braff. That was a good reference too. Yeah. I yeah. Vince won because he you know he got a hook up with a girl. I'd say E won because he almost had a threesome. Yeah. And then Ari won because he got eleven million dollars. There are a lot of winners. There yeah. Was a lot of the, the Sloan who put on the whole wonderful event for charity. <laughs> she won. Uh, yeah, I guess almost everyone won. A lot of winners. There was no, there was no losers really. The really, yeah, there wasn't that plot where like drama just it's like the door slammed in his face or turtle fails spectacularly. Yeah, I guess if someone had to lose, maybe Terrence, he lost eleven million dollars. Yeah, but what's unfortunate is you know foreshadowing in the next couple episodes, you find out that Terrence won't give Ari that money once he finds out he's trying to open a rival agency. So, in the context of this episode, he's getting eleven million dollars. So I think Ari did win, but next episode. He loses. Terrence is like, I'm taking you to court. You're not getting a dime yeah, of that money. Yeah, this was like a setup episode yeah. is what this episode was. It was kind of nothing super significant happened in the episode. I guess that's not true. He got the $11 million. He looked at the office space. But it was kind of, this was a precursor episode to a bunch of shit going down later. And it was also like a follow-up episode to the threesome episode last week. So it's really very much like a junction point. So I'm, so with that being said, was this an A-list episode, a B-list episode, or a D-list episode? I'd say B-list. I, it was solid. I think you, if you watched it, you'd be thoroughly entertained and want to watch the next one. But it wasn't like, oh, shit. Yeah. You know, it didn't end. it didn't end on a cliffhanger at all. Yeah, it ended on E standing there in his boxers. Yeah, yeah, it ended on E not fucking up his relationship <laughs> or almost trying to fuck it up but not succeeding because the chick was cool. So I give a lot of episodes B-list ratings. I'm going to give this one a D+. It's not one of the worst, but nothing really happens. You see a lot of cast of characters, but the ball doesn't really get pushed down the field. Vince's career doesn't progress. Nothing really happens. They go to an event, E doesn't get laid like that's it those are the two you know, Ari maybe did some money yeah I mean when you put it like that yeah it sounds yeah it's not that it's best. a forgettable episode and I apologize for <laughs> asking you on for it <laughs> uh, Ari last question if Entourage is real life in your life's Entourage which character oh, and, and you're right I, I did not remember the episode it is it's so forgettable that I watched it and I know I've seen it before but I didn't remember it no I know that's um, that's probably yeah. the biggest thing to me is like the staying power of this episode is non-existent to zero yeah um, so sorry last question last question in your life's Entourage which character are you closest to oh that's a tough one okay well I'm definitely not a movie star <laughs> so we can eliminate Vince right there then and there um I'd say I'm a cross between maybe I'd say I'm probably closest to drama okay based on just on paper <laughs> and then my personality traits are closest to e okay why drama on paper because you're because i'm a I'm a failed entertainer gotcha <laughs> <laughs> so that's probably why I'm closest to drama okay and I say and I say ridiculous shit but then I think I have more sensibilities with e I've had the threesome I fall in love really easily yeah just trying yeah. to do what's right and make it in this cruel, cruel world. Well, I think you're doing a great job and we're having you on the bro Bible, uh, comedy show tomorrow night. This will air on Monday. So the show will have already happened, but you're, you're teaming up with our guys from Chad goes deep and you're doing, Oh yeah. I'm for excited. The I love, uh, you know, I've known Chad and JT for a long time Yep. and I know, uh, I've met Brandon a couple of times. They're all great. So yeah, I'm excited to do it. I'm excited to, perform on a good show too it'll yeah. be fun where can the listeners of oh yeah oh yeah follow you ari 
I'm everywhere. Just look up my name, Ari Manis, M-A-N-N-I-S. I got a website, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever you want to follow me, YouTube. I'm literally everywhere you are. Awesome. Well, thank well, thank you for joining. Next time I'm in LA, let's maybe sit down and do one of these in person if you're interested. And uh, like a plan, I got a podcast studio you could use if you're beautiful. In LA. Sounds great. Uh, and let me know next time you're up in SF. We'll do. All right, man. Nice thanks for doing you. this. I appreciate it. <laughs>